It's the Playhouse Podcast with Kat and JJ. On demand, even if you're on the can. Dude, come on. Hey, you might think you're tough, but unless your name is Dave, I don't think so. We'll tell you why. He's maybe our toughest listener ever coming up a little bit later on in the podcast. Here we go. What did you, you do know, yesterday? Anything fun? I was just looking at my planner. I know how close Mexico is because I have my pedicure scheduled for the 6th. I am very excited. I want so to get some uh, new dresses, What are we, 18 too. days? 18 days from right now, we'll just be getting oh. into the air. We'll be taxiing off the runway. Hell yeah. I'm so excited. I just need. Uh, what do you all have to, I was asking my wife this. I said, "What do you all have to get done?" And she's like, "Well, I want to tan a little bit and get a base, and I want to probably get my hair done and my nails done." Is that the run of it? Yeah, yeah. I don't think I need to get my hair done, but definitely nails. I'm gonna start tanning. My wife got a new costume. I'm not sure what that means. I call it a costume, uh-huh. but it's really kind of cool. It is a, and I don't know. I should show you. I'll show you the draw picture it. of it. Uh, I can't draw this with. Uh, I'm, I'm not good at. But it's a. Uh, I think it's a like a jumper, but it's a an overalls jumper. Oh yeah, like, those are so in like, right now. She's like, oh my god, this is so comfortable, and I'm like, you look like you could change my oil. Does it have pockets? I'm sure it has lots yep. of pockets. Uh, she she got it yesterday, and she was very excited to try it on last night. She's like, I'm Mexico ready now, and those I'm are like, trending Let's right go. now, and they're made for everybody. That's why everyone's like, no way is this real. And uh, every is there a dude version of that? Because I'm like, I would wear something like this. No. No, I can't pull that off. It's probably it would end up being your stuff one on one side, one on the other, if you know what I mean. It rises that high. Yeah, Hmm. I would think so. I prefer to play both sides myself. Uh, Did you do anything fun yesterday? I did not. Um, It was very gray. So I picked up Liam from school. He had a quick haircut. His haircuts are like a pit stop at a NASCAR race because he runs in. She puts him in the chair. Boom, boom, boom. He's out in like. It takes about four minutes. I'd say, yeah, 90 seconds. He's out of there. So I give her some money. We ran to the grocery store. He had basketball. And it was so great that I did not have any motivation to do anything. I was like, you're going to come home. I'm going to make some pot stickers for you. I'm going to make some uh, shrimp fried rice if you want some. And then as he was getting out to go to basketball, I threw a 20 at him. I said, have your dad bring you to McDonald's. <laughs> wow. I'm donezo. So I hopped in the shower and uh, nestled into some stories and went to bed early. So that was my day. That's that, huh? Yep. Uh, well, I was going to say, you had nothing to do yesterday. Look at that. I'm 55 hours into my fast. <sighs> You're the only one that cares about that. It's pretty fun. I feel great. <laughs> I really do. I That's feel weird amazing. I, fe- I feel... Like, I'm for sure not hungry yeah. because this time I really supplemented with electrolytes and my supplements. I didn't, uh, the last time I was just straight water. Yeah. And you can't do just straight water. And today, uh, what'll happen at the end of our show is I'm at the time frame where my human growth hormone starts going through the roof. Does that mean you're going to rip stuff off the wall? No, 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 no. You don't get crazy like that. But like, that's the best time to work out. But here's the hard part. Uh, I've got nothing in me for energy to work out with, right? Yeah. So, like, you really have to dig deep. So today's going to be a fun one. I'm excited to see how it all pans out. Weird. It's kind of weird. Uh, so I'm, like, uh, technically, this is day three. I have, I'm 32% through my, fa- I'm one-third the way through this whole thing. That's weird. I'm 32% through the new season of <laughs> Bling Empire, New York season. So, good. We're kind of the same person. I like that we're tracking together. Uh, today, our cycles are on. Uh, our oh, t- t- speaking of Okay, that, good. We're I- good on this, all right? <laughs> I know you wanted to get out of the way before Mexico, right? Uh-huh. Good for you guys. I'm uh, going to be golden. <laughs> 
golden. Uh, yeah. I don't know where I was going to go why with does, this. Why do periods throw you off? You literally they are like all a the cat guys with off. Unless you're whisker. Unless you're a dude gynecologist, they throw all of us off just because we're so unfamiliar with them. Like, we get a little bit of it, but we've never really, really wanted to learn a whole lot more. That's a I shame. Just, Stanley is responding to all the claims that his popular cups uh, contain lead, clarifying that the lead is used in the manufacturing, uh, but the product needs to become damaged. The company says while the chemical is indeed part of the bottle, it poses no harm to consumers. And if it's covered with either another metal or it's it, the, the lead is pacified somehow, then it shouldn't be a problem. There you go. So as long as the lead is not exposed. What if, what if the millions of people that are drinking out of their Stanleys today <laughs> suddenly develop a oh third eye in two years? I'm you know not I mean? laughing at that, but that would be crazy. Or Some your nose falls off. A collection of 25. <laughs> That's all you drink out of. Good luck to you. Welcome to January 30th. Welcome back. Today is a very special day. And I think I smell croissants. It is National Croissant Day. Huh. Croissant. Showtime. You know that the way to my heart is through a nice fluffy croissant. I've been in the worst mood and you'll run to the bakery and just throw one at me. It's like a new person. And it's a new human in front of you. What food makes you feel fancy, though? Like a croissant with a nice, like, uh, latte. Oh, my God. I feel like I'm a queen. A crepe. A crepe, Suzette. That would make you feel maybe like a, uh, what am I thinking of? Uh, The egg with the hollandaise sauce over that. What is that called? Do you ever eat fancy breakfast like this? I don't eat breakfast. Everyone should eat fancy breakfast. Okay. Damn it. I declare. I declare you do because (laughs) it just is the greatest start to any day. But uh, yeah, celebrate Croissant Day. Today, you have a reason to say Croissant. Can you help me? is other people's problems. Again, remember Robert De Niro will be 98 years old when his new daughter graduates high school. Now, the mom is in her late 30s, so, I mean, it's not crazy that she had a baby. But I love this guy still got a little lead in the pencil. That's what I like about it. There are always, like, those those men from Pakistan that have fathered their 80th child and they're 91 and those crazy stories, but I think as a female, there's more emphasis on, like, weighing in when it comes to how old she is. That's why we wanted to give Jenny some of the show today. So we're talking babies here, right? Give us the uh, the breakdown of what's all going on here. Yes, we are. We are talking babies. I am in my 40s and my husband is in his 50s. Yeah. And we've been talking about it and we really want to try and conceive. And my doctor says, you know, I'm healthy. I'm fine. Okay. It's good to go. And obviously for him, he's good to go. And... Um, uh, you know, my first husband and I tried to, but there was a problem. Um, yep. He wasn't able to. But um, here's the thing, though. My family is saying, you know, oh, it's really selfish of you to do this now because, you know, well, when you're in your 60s, your child's going to be in their 20s. You know, it's like. I'd be like, congratulations. You can do math. I think it's pretty incredible yeah. that your doctor has given you the green light. They've checked everything. People have been giving Mm -hmm. birth into their 50s. Janet Jackson had a baby when she was 50. The thing is, like, do you feel like you're ready to tackle this whole thing? I mean, it's exhausting. Yeah, that's that's the word was coming to my mind. It was exhausting. Like, you're ready for this? 
absolutely. 100%. I have always wanted this. And I am so ready. And my husband is so ready. And, you know, it's just my family is being really unsupportive. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I would just say, see your way out of this. I can hear how happy you are. They're going to be okay when the baby gets here. You know that. Yeah, I know that. But right now they're like, you know, how can you do this to the child? You're being so selfish and stuff. And I'm like, no. Well, the last thing you need, the last thing you need is extra stress is what you you need to know. So that is not good on a body. So to let them be in your ear like this, I would try to figure out a way to drown out that noise. Yeah. I have a, a classmate from high school who just had another baby. He's pushing 50 and Holy. his new wife is pregnant again, and she wants, like... How old is she? What? She's in her early 30s. Is she really? Kyle, you need to call in. Kyle texted something pretty crazy. He says it's keeping him young. He said he's... Re- now, I can tell you this much. I took care of my nephew, Gus. Oh, yeah? How did that go? Over the weekend, just for five hours, <laughs> and I was freaking wiped. Was he just nonstop? He would moving? not stop. No, yeah. uh, the thing is... He loved our dog, yeah. so he was chasing the dog all the time, and that was fine. He also is throwing a lot of things, so uh, our house is not baby-proof. My youngest is 16, yeah. and then he renamed our cat Cinnamon, Okay. and so he was always looking for Cinnamon, even though that cat wanted nothing to do with the good little boy. Was it cin- Synonym or C- Cinnamon? Cinnamon. He's, he could say Cinnamon, <laughs> nice. uh, but um, our cat Turkey. Anyways, long story short, uh, I am not geared for having any more children. Yeah. It would put me in an early grave. Some people say you just do it. You know, it's like when your kids are in expensive sports, you just make it happen. But I've done that. It's a lot. That would be a lot. Done my tour all three times. They're almost all gone. She sounds so happy. She has never dealt with being a parent yet. And this is like making her so happy. And her family is crapping all over this situation. When something good happens in our lives, we almost think it's weird. Mm, probably because there is a lot, sadly, to focus on that is distressing in people's lives. So, for example, I got a call yesterday from a hotel that we stayed at over New Year's that they had my wife's glove. And it's like five and a half hours away. And I'm like, I'm not driving there to get a glove. And they're going to put it in the mail. They're really, really nice about it. Mm -hmm. So it made me start thinking about weird things you've walked in on. At hotels or just things you've left behind. Text messages include, my grandpa left his dentures behind and they said they never found them. Uh, I bet dentures, I bet uh, retainers are popular to leave behind, chargers. Katie texted in, there was a glass eye in the drawer of the hotel we stayed in last Valentine's Day. And another text, and this one is weird because I don't really know the, the surrounding details, okay. but pretty sure it was witchcraft paraphernalia left behind in the bathroom of the hotel we stayed in last week. Yeah. Oh, speaking of the bathtub, my uh, sister had stayed when she went to Canada not too long ago. She stayed in this room that had, it was a beautiful view, very nice hotel, but in the room was the j- jacuzzi, yeah. you know, like yeah, yeah. not in the bathroom. And she said that there was like that ring around mm. it with hair and she was just like, Ooh. they upgraded her. Yuck. That's how Canadians do. Find those curlies. No, thanks. Cam, how are you feeling today? Oh, I'm just on my way into work. Right. Feeling good. good. It's going to be a good day. I, I like your that. optimism. You got a good hotel story for us? 
I do, honestly. So my grandma, my great grandma, who actually just passed away, I was just at her funeral this oh, weekend. Sorry. At this hotel, and I literally, and that's okay. Thank you. She was ninety six. She wow. she was ready to go. Um, but <laughs> this hotel, we've been staying there for like forever. It's in like South Dakota, five hours away, and. Um, when I was a kid, I forgot, you know, that little, that little girl thing that you have your baby blanket and you keep it forever, even if it's like still a string. Yeah. Yeah. So I left that and they called us back or whatever and we got it back. And then we left like our pillow there multiple times and they send this all back to us, um, throughout the years because apparently I'm good at leaving things there. And... So, all of a sudden, the last time we stayed there, they had a bill on our, or on our bill, we had $150, it was. And I was like, okay, so my, they call, my grandma calls, and she's like, what is this bill for $150? It is because we apparently took the blanket from them. This big blanket. Oh, man. They said we jacked them. And I think they were just paying us back for all the times that they uh-huh. mailed us stuff back. Yeah, maybe. Recovering postage on those pillows. Yeah. Oh, crazy story. Yeah. That's... Something like that. Yeah. Well, double, triple check before you leave. You got it. Otherwise, they might send it to you. You might get lucky, but then you might pay them some fines back in a, in a couple years. Yeah. Cam, I'm really interested in what, what do you do for a living? Where You said you're on your way to work. What do you do? Yeah, I work in Sartell. Um, I'm just a nursing assistant here. Uh, I work with a doctor here at the clinic. Nice. All right. Oh, well, I hope you have a great day. Thanks for being part of our show. It's always good to hear from you. Yeah, it's so nice to hear from you guys. I love listening to you. Oh, I love that. I love listening you. to you. <laughs> I could listen to you all day, girl. <laughs> Thank you. I feel like I did. Have a great morning. I listen to you all day. <laughs> all <right>. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> I heard this quote from... Nicole Eggert, who, what was she on uh, Baywatch? I don't remember, but I remember, no. Uh, Was that Pamela Anderson's character? She was a blonde beauty. uh, But uh, I remember Nicole Eggert on Charles in Charge. She was one of the girls that uh, Scott Baio took. And I remember just being a little kid and going, oh, my God, that girl is so cute. And then when she popped up on Baywatch, her body was banging. Yeah. But I guess what we don't know is that she went through a lot of struggles with things like her breast implants and stuff like that, all for this giant role. While poisoning her, essentially, she said that it was the best decision to get them taken out and just kind of restructured, I guess. But my question is, because she just says, look at all these younger girls doing something that they don't need to. I mean, when you're 18, you're pretty perfect. I don't know if you're ever going to be that perfect. And why mess with that? You know, unless it's something that is medical, she's saying, don't mess with your body. Leave it alone. God gave it to you for a reason. Um, I I would have to agree with. That's um, me. I'm just getting ugly naturally. Yeah. I'm just letting it all go. So Annie had texted, I would wait on any breast augmentation unless you really need it. I had a horrible experience with mine. Um, I would say what would qualify as really needing it. Maybe if they're too heavy, like a breast augmentation, your back hurts like mine does all the time. It is in the works. So 
you never really hear about that, but my the very first morning show I had, uh, my female co-host yeah. had breast reduction surgery, mm-hmm. and it was, I bet you, 10 years of surgeries after because of botched this, yeah, uh, because of whatever it was, because of some kind of um virus that got like she had a staph infection like it like she said it was the worst thing and she had she was a, like a small girl but you know her breasts were way too big for her frame okay. naturally and when she had the reduction she had nothing but problems afterwards now i know that that's very uncommon but I know she would tell you she would have never done it again because it was 10 years of her life that she was in the hospital. Denise texted that she had a horrible rhinoplasty experience. She went in to get a nose job when she was 23. Six surgeries because Jesus. the first three didn't take. And then I would think maybe it healed crooked. And then you got to go in and get it reset. And that's a lot of surgery on your face. Has anybody had like an optional Body changing surgery. I mean, we're talking everything from gauges in your ears to rhinoplasty to breast augmentation, a Brazilian butt lift. And if you heard somebody today say they were going to get something like that, you'd be like, I think again, what did you do to your body that you completely regret? Hey, Dave, how are you, man? Hey, I'm doing good. How are you doing? Great. Appreciate you asking. Uh, Tell me about the elective surgery, what you have done. So when I was like 20 years old, I was uh, living in northern Minnesota working in the iron mines, and I got a bad throat infection. And my tonsils were pretty inflamed. And I went to the hospital and uh, saw an ENT guy, and the ENT guy just happened to be an old Army doctor. Oh, I see where this is so going. So we elected to uh, remove my tonsils while they were infected, and he did it while I was sitting in a chair awake. Oh, my God. Rub some <gasps> dirt on it type of thing. <gasps> yeah. This is how we did it in the service, so this is how we're going to do it here. <laughs> that is and, uh, crazy. Well, let's just say they didn't give me enough uh, uh, anesthesia to local. It was all local yeah. anesthesia, and they didn't quite put enough in there. Oh. Um, but they managed to finish regardless of how much pain I was in. You're sitting there squirming. They're yanking your tonsils out. In the meantime, they gave you some rub, some dirt on it, and maybe a shot of brandy. What happened days later? Did you get infected? Well, Well, it it, it was infected when they took them out, and really you're supposed to not remove infected tonsils. I was informed by my mother, who was an RN for 40 years. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, they, you know, ever saw like a pair of side cutters? Yeah. Oh, like you God. might have in an old toolkit. Oh, man. Yeah, that's what they use as a parasite. But, of course, they were clean and sterile. Of course. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they got, got them both out of there, and then uh, it was a painful recovery. But uh, um, they needed to come out, but I still I think I could have waited to go in when they weren't so infected. Was this a cause that's of where story. you worked, the fact that your tonsils were infected? Um, uh, partially, partially, I think. Probably all um, the toxins. You know, I, I, I wore, right. Uh, working in the iron mines in northern Minnesota, 
um, in the plants, you're susceptible to a lot of dust. Jesus. But I wore a respirator quite a bit of the time, but uh, obviously it wasn't enough. So. Dave, you're the kind of guy that when, as soon as I think I might have had a tough life or like things aren't really going my way, I'm going to rethink about this conversation. I'm going to go, hey, remember the guy that called in from the iron mines that had his tonsils removed with some side cutters? You can have Dave's yeah. life. <laughs> and they <laughs> barely Suck it up, Buttercup. <laughs> like, I've had such a candy-ass <laughs> life compared to right. you. I, I bet you're it. one of those guys that if something yeah. goes wrong at your house, you fix it. Oh, of course he does. I bet you don't call up yeah, one right. single person. That's right. <laughs> On Wednesday's live show, we're going to try and get you Pitbull, Enrique, and Ricky Martin tickets at 635. I'm going to try and give you $3,000 at 705, and then Kat's going to get you a new tattoo at 805. Big show planned for you Wednesday during the live Playhouse thing. Right now, we get you back into the podcast. Everybody wants to get free food from restaurants. Here's one way to do it. This TikToker has some advice on how to be a secret shopper eater. And they ask this person to look out for certain things. How many minutes until your drink is dropped after you order it? Did the server offer you dessert? Was your cutlery clean? And then you go home and you write a report and you send it into the restaurant. Oh my God, I do that anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so now I can get paid for it. But now it's called, I get free meals? The website is isecretshop.com. And there are all these restaurants and stores that are looking for people that will pay you. So like corporate is looking for people to go into, let's say, a Chipotle and you want to say they got to get their act together or another restaurant. Sounds very specific, Kat. No, that was just uh, that was just one place. Just uh, off the top of my head. Anyway, drop me an Airbnb. A new survey said that almost half of Americans feel like they'd be able to secure peace if aliens came to Earth. They would be the ones to represent the human race. Oh, I don't want say, that job. I'll, I'll handle it from here. I'm too confrontational. I would be like, so yeah, what do you got? You think you can roll up in here? I'd start with some of our greatest cuisine because, you know, food really does bring everyone together. So I'd be like, do you know eat? what Chick-fil-A I, is? I don't think aliens will be eating. Why? Because I don't think they need that sustenance. That body's different. You, you know not one thing about aliens. I love <laughs> your confidence, truly. But they do need some type of nourishing Chick-fil-A and I will get it for them. Okay. All right. So I was reading about Elon Musk revealing that he is going to be the first human to get one of those Neuralink chimp, uh, chips in his brain, implanted okay. into his brain. So I read that over the weekend, the first guy got it and he's recovering and he says it's going well. And they're thinking that initially they're going to be able to use this for people who are quadriplegics, paraplegics, they're be looking able to, to control electronics through their mind. Yeah. Like and Stephen Hawking. They also think that it's going to be able to repair neural pathways. So, um, like, uh, it, it's, it's promising for people with dementia, with Alzheimer's, with um, autoimmune diseases. So my oldest son is a type 1 diabetic. Mm-hmm. Down the line, they're thinking that with the Neuralink, it can kind of re-go back in and reprogram your body to you know, make your pancreas work. Well, could it be like preventative maintenance too? Could you get it to prolong if like, let's say in my family, dementia runs in my family, Alzheimer's runs in my family, which makes me extremely nervous. You don't know if it skips a generation, who it's going to hit. The theory is, yeah, it should be able to repair all the neural pathway. In in theory, if this works right, it'll take, uh, eventually your brain is so perfectly wired when you're a baby, right? But it's just not developed. As you develop all these pathways, like a a road gets worn down, right? Your pathways get worn down. But this, in theory, if it works, can start to relink 
your neural pathways. So, um, you know, if you do suffer from dementia, it's because you don't necessarily have the right pathways. Yeah. The pathways will get reinvented and your body will recirculate. The body's a miraculous, miraculous tool. So Elon was talking about this human. He said he would definitely offer himself up. It's kind of like when Bill Gates drank that poop water where he's like, listen, we took all of, you know, the sewage water and we made it into fresh water. And I'll take a big swig here just to show you. And you have to test your own products. But one thing he said is that people should not be nervous that we're going to have an idea of what you're thinking at all times, like exactly what you're thinking. I'm like, that's good because. Or how about humankind could just start being kinder and not think horrible thoughts about other people? How about that? There are a lot of people that I would not want to know what they're thinking all the time, you know, or do you? Do you want to catch a predator before they make their next you look at hit. that angle, yeah. Like or, or a school shooter, like, you know, if you could monitor people like that from a huge database, like what's that uh, movie, Inside Out from Pixar? Like if you could just sit there and, and wait for somebody to think something terrible. But isn't part of meeting someone and kind of like developing a relationship with somebody, getting to understand what they want, the parts that they want to share with you? You know what I mean? Like yes. it, it would be so... I think life would be so boring if you walked up to somebody and you kind of started to know everything about them immediately. Well, yeah, I don't think everybody would have the privilege of knowing what everyone is thinking. Well, and this will start with the rich only, right? Like, like everything else. This the one percenters, with, yeah. Like when when you had the the giant brick phone, mm-hmm. like the one percent of really smart people. Like uh, I always think about what was the movie Wall Street, where Michael Douglas's character character he's on the beach and he's got a phone and he's yeah. like living his best life. It'll be like that. Like you'll have the one percent that have it. If people were to monitor your brain, though, you got uh, this Neuralink chip. Mm. Like, what would you be thinking about the most? What do you think about the most during the day? You know how women are like. How often do you think about the Roman Empire? I don't know. How the often Roman do you Empire. think about certain I, things? I think about, I think about baseball. Too Almost much. 23 hours a day. Like, what do you think I, about it? I think about different ways to, now that I'm not uh, an athlete anymore, I think about different ways to coach it. I think about different ways to inspire it. I think about different things that I look for in the game. I also really, I, way too much, I concentrate on moments lost. Yeah. Like tryouts I could have done better in, games I could have could have performed better in. I do, I do all the time because it's, it's that could have, should have, what a thing. Yeah. I live that as a past athlete so much. Um, and I try to not, you know, relive that through my kids, but I think about that all the, I think about college games mm-hmm. that I've failed in horribly all the time. They're probably a and lot. I think not enough. Uh, but I think about what if I would have done better there? Mm-hmm. Would I not have to wake up and spend all this time with you? Why wouldn't what if there been that? a better life down the road if I was a ball player? Impossible. I think about that all the time. I think about Michelin star restaurants all the time. <laughs> I, wish, I, I just watched The Most Expensivest with 2 chains. Do you ever watch that on Vice? No. Oh, my God. It is the best show. He's high the whole time. But he went to this, I think about that a lot this private kitchen where it's invite only. You get the invite at 1 p.m., okay? And then you have to round up your crew, and each bite is $200. So they give you a five-course meal. They have this horsehair brush that will brush off all of the crumbs around you. And it is an it is the most amazing experience. If I had stupid money, that's what I would be spending my money on. You're like, I wonder if she'd give to charity or like, you know, help out her family. I'd go to a Michelin star restaurant like immediately. And then I'd think about that stuff. But that's what my mind thinks about all Oof. the time. Amazing food caviar 
champagne, some Dom popping it. Bingo! How fun! Last week, someone lost an eye at bingo. Bingo! Bingo what bingo? Bingo! Bingo! Okay, so how do you play? First thing you got to do is listen real close because you either got to match up with what Kat's looking for or what I'm looking for, and then the first person through is going to help us get the bingo and get your story on the radio. So maybe you're somebody listening who... Who is proposing this year? I know we just started this year, but there's a celebrity astrologer. His name is Kyle Thomas, and he is checking the stars, and he is seeing a future engagement for Travis and Taylor. I think the earliest that would happen would be certainly into the summer, but I still feel like the way that the energy in the planets are aligned, I feel like there's going to be a turning point, particularly in the autumn, where they're like, all right, where are we going? Is this going to go to the next level? How do you get that job you're a celebrity astronomer astrologer Astro- does it matter kind of like a meteorologist i'm gonna He's- bet the guy's making more than i am <laughs> easiest job but you are planning to propose this year i'm gonna look for anyone listening who has a car that's older than 20 years old like you're driving something that because i was watching and i don't even remember what channel it was on but it was basically a mechanic's secret and this guy was going through, he's like, I've been a mechanic for 45 years. Here's the stupid stuff you're spending money on. Here's what you never need to do. And, and it was kind of behind the scenes stuff. And every time he said something, I went, I've spent money on that. Yeah. I've bought that. I've spent money on that. And he said, any, any car that was built 40 years ago could still be on the road if you're taking care of it. Mm-hmm. And I started thinking to myself, really? Like motors are meant to go 40 years um, I totally believe that. If I you think, treat your machinery the way it should, you get it in for regular checkups, you don't beat it up. I absolutely. mean, you'd be driving a car that was made in 1985 or 84 mm-hmm. this year. I find that hard to believe. I'm just looking for anyone that's listening who is driving a vehicle that's over 20 years old. Barb, who gets the bingo, myself or Cat? You. Oh, my gosh. How old is your ride? 19... 19- 19, well, my husband's driving a 1982 Mercury Capri. No wow. way. Is this daily or is this just in the summertime? Nope, it's a daily driver. Wow. How many miles on this thing? Uh, over 300. Now, how much money has been pumped into this vehicle to keep it working? Right, because we start thinking about buying a new vehicle usually when you're like, oh, I got to put $100 in. I got to put $1,000. I got to buy $500 worth of tires. You start looking no. at new rides. He's he's probably got a grand into it since we've owned it. That's incredible. Did you buy this new, like off the lot? No, we bought it used, and it's been a gem ever since. So is he a a real handy guy? Like, will he change the oil himself and do a lot of the repairs himself, or has it just been that good of a car? Okay, so he's been doing a lot of the maintenance. Yeah, he does all the maintenance. That's probably where a lot of us fall short because there's routine maintenance that probably needs to be done, and we don't do it ourselves because we can't do it ourselves, and you don't either have the time or the money to go get it done. But, but if those you are do good home, skills to have to be able to keep your car uh, and maintenance up to where it has to be. I used to date this guy, Matt, and yeah, he oh, yeah. didn't speak to people in public, but he <laughs> would change my oil. And I was about to look the other way on the whole mute <laughs> <Because> situation. <laughs> so I was like, this guy's saving me so much money. 